what do you prefer people call you and what are your pronouns? Hi, <laughs> my name is Jenny Soudin and I go by she, her, they, them. I accept them all. Lead, follow, or switch? I both lead and follow and switch. How long have you been dancing? I have been dancing. Uh, I mean, I've been in dance classes since I was seven and a half, mm -hmm. but I would say that I've been dancing since well before then because it was a deal with my mom to get me to stop dancing in public. <laughs> she asked, like, if you like, are you interested in dance classes? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. She's like, so here's the deal. If I put you into a dance class, it means you need to stop dancing in grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that never changed. Yeah. But so very young toddler. What are your primary dance styles? I would say that shifts over the years on what I happen to be doing more in my life. Mm -hmm. I would say these days, my primary dance styles would be various forms of swing dances, various forms of blues dances. I would say like fusion is a little light for me these days, but still present. And I go, I guess you would call it. Yeah. I would say I, I go like house dancing fairly often as well. So I would say like, those are the ones I'm, I'm more active in teaching being a different definition. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you studied any other dances? I've studied a load of dances. <laughs> I say that I'm formally trained in 34 different styles of movement, but that would be formal training. And that would be like, by formal, I mean, like I've put not just time, but money mm -hmm. into those various dance styles and could tell you who my teachers are. Mm -hmm. And then there's like informal dances that I've learned over the years yeah. from people just showing me things. Yeah. And I could, tell you the name of those people. No one's probably know who they are, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they taught me. <laughs> but yeah, 34 different styles of movement. How did you find your way to dancing? I think that kind of taps into a little bit of my, like my mom asking me about like dance classes mm -hmm. when I was a child. But as far as like finding my way into dancing, it was always very much a, an emotional response to what was happening in my life. Mm -hmm. So if it was me wanting to get out my happiness, if it was me wanting to get out my frustration, my sadness, my mourning, my you know, times when I'm happy with my brother, times when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's come back not only from the very beginning of me dancing just around the house and whatnot and in grocery stores, but also throughout the years when big things have happened in my life, like big events that have happened in my life, like a passing of a very close family member, something that would be really important for me or I would end up doing, even if just at home, would be dancing to different kinds of music that would not get me out of that, but let me be in it. And dance would very much help that. How would you define dancing? Mm. I do personally find a difference between dancing and being a dancer. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of people put those are in the same boat, which is fine. Everyone's got their own definitions for things. As someone who grew up training a lot in dance and, uh, and being like dance studios and whatnot, but then also going to clubs and going dancing, I personally consider someone who is a dancer is someone who trains, puts time and or money into into that training and uses their uses their whole body to incorporate something. So I think that's maybe one or two other criterias, but like those are like main criterias for me as someone who's a dancer. Mm -hmm. As far as like defining what dance is, that's a much wider acceptance <laughs> level for me. Like I mean, someone could be sitting down and enjoying a song and there just seems to be some sort of presence in their body because of what's going on in the music, whether it's tapping their foot that can be a little more literal or whether they're just kind of swaying a little bit, even whether it's on beat or not. Mm -hmm. So I would say getting into like defining what dancing is gets into are you being affected by the music? Is your body being affected by the music? And I think, I think that would get into what dancing is for me, mm -hmm. which is why I believe 
everyone can <laughs> and even does. Yeah. So what do you love about dancing? Mm, definitely something I mentioned before about mm-hmm. like personal expression of like, being able to connect with things that are historically happening versus things that are like personally happening. I find the expression level of dance is is so great on a personal level, but I also really love watching people dance. And not because I feel like I understand what's going on in their life, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it to be from a lot of people, such a, a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like I get to, I'm being shared, like this vulnerable moment is, is being shared with me whether I'm dancing with them or I'm just in the same room. And I love that. And that could be vulnerable, could be like someone who's peacocking and like, "Mm, (laughs) I'm out tonight and I'm going to be seen to someone who's like inside themselves in the dance. And I find both of those to be just so engaging to watch. So I, I love dance on a, on a physical level within my own body, but also on a, on a watching level from the outside. Mm-hmm. Have you ever fallen out of love with dance? I don't think I've fallen out of love with dance as a whole. I think that I will have, I will lean towards some like certain dance styles and or music and I'll, I'll lean in different directions based on maybe what's happening in my life or based on, I mean, based on so many things, but I I don't think I've ever fallen completely out of love. I had a fear of that in the summer of 2020 when I tore my ACL Mm -hmm. and there was the question of, are you going to do physical therapy enough to be able to come back Mm -hmm. to have this outlet or is it not going to work? Yeah. So I had a solid fear. That was the first time in my life. I had a solid fear of maybe not falling out of love of dance, but being taking, deprived. having yeah. it being taken from me, mm-hmm. basically. Happily, I did my PT yes. and my body said yes, and I'm in. <laughs> but, and we all weren't allowed to dance for two years. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but it, it's <laughs> different when I... I was, I couldn't even dance at home. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find out about fusion dancing? Interesting answer on that one, because I started swing blues slash fusion in like 99. Yeah. In 1999. So this is in San Francisco mm-hmm. and And I finally show up to a Lindy Hop dance. I was in a modern adaptation of West Side Story and it was swing versus salsa. And Mm -hmm. this theater company had hired a Cuban salsa team, which was totally a political statement at that time, Mm -hmm. which was great. I was very happy to be in that production. Shout out to Mountain Clay. And there were Lindy Hoppers in the show and they were like, oh my gosh, Jen, you can't, you can't think that this is Lindy Hop. Like it's not even the basic. We're doing all these flips and tricks and dips and whatnot to just like sell a show. You know what I mean? And the show was great, but, and I like never, I kept not going out and they're like, come, come, come. No, no, no. Come, come, come. I finally show up. I had this like one night going Lindy Hopping and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Y'all are like choreographing on the fly <laughs> and you can all dance <laughs> and you all you all know where the break is. How do you know? I know why. I could tell you why. But how do you, how does the the waiter that I met and the teacher that I met and the engineer and like, how do you know? <laughs> it was amazing. And then at that same dance, I was invited to a Friday Night Blues in San Francisco. And they were like, oh, you're really you're really quirky and goofy. I think you would love blues dancing. And I was like, great. Well, I don't know what blues dancing is, but if that's the criteria, I will fit in. (laughs) I'll be there. So I show up to, I show up to Friday night blues, which, which was said to be blues dancing, but by today's definition Mm -hmm. would definitely be a, a fusion dance that has, that leans 
on blues music mm-hmm. being played as well, but it is not only blues music, yeah. maybe about 50% ish. And that, that's a very loose thought in this moment for numbers. So on one definition, you could say that I started fusion dancing in 99 because it's kind of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like we were dancing to music and copying moves that we see and making up moves that we felt like fit with the connection, the person in front of us, whatever our background was. And then of course the song itself. So, so on one definition since 99 (laughs) and then another definition, I know I started going to shades, shades of blues and, and when it was said to be leaning on blues music, and then also playing alternative styles of music. And, and that was when, I can't, I think her name was Sarah or Jessica. I'm gonna catch back and give you that name later, but she was like the originator of Shades, mm-hmm. to which then Ruth took over later. So I did go to that dance early on and it was said to be fusion. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I can remember exactly what year that was though. Obviously, sometime in like early mid two thousands, I would say. So yeah, that's my long answer of when with two years. Have you ever been involved in organizing, teaching, or DJing fusion? I've not organized. I have, however, taught at a few fusion events, and and I've DJed at more than a few mm-hmm. fusion events. And events being anything from weekly dances to workshop weekends. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to start teaching? So teaching dance was started for me when I was like 12 in a dance company that I was in since I was seven and a half. And, and it was a exchange to pay for classes. Mm -hmm. So, and it was also just kind of assumed in this dance company that after you've been there for a number of years that you would then you would then start teaching the next younger kids coming in. So as a 12-year-old, you were teaching eight-year-olds? I was teaching like six, seven, maybe sometimes eight-year-olds. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I was assisting mm-hmm. to start, mm-hmm. like, to be fair. So that was like the be- very beginnings of my teaching is I was assisting the teacher, right? And then uh, a couple years in, I started actually teaching classes, so this was Cruiser Academy of the Performing Arts <laughs> and Jerry Cruiser herself, who like an amazing tap dancer from New York originally trained with Bojangles. And she, though she taught a myriad of styles, she always taught like a tap dancer. I can get into that maybe <laughs> another time as to what that means, but I love that. And I, it, and it's seen in my teaching today which is then kind of no mystery that I'm teaching some of the dances that I teach as Lindy Hop is inspired by mm-hmm. top dancers. And so, which is great. I love that like circle of events. So I started as a child and it was a way to pay for the dance classes that I was mm-hmm. taking. There was no way that my family would, that we were going to be able to mm-hmm. afford all the classes that I was taking at that time. So there was a lot of, work trade, if you will, that my mother did with this company that I did with this company. And, and I couldn't be more thankful that that was an opportunity. Yeah. That was the beginning of just like teaching. Mm -hmm. And then I come from a family of teachers, like 80% of my family (laughs) extended included are teachers of various disciplines. And it was kind of a joke in my family for a few years of like, so what, uh, what topic, what age? <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And finally it was like, dance all ages. And, um, I didn't know that that actually would be true, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's kind of great. So you fell naturally into becoming a teacher because once the work trade was done at some point, yeah. you still decided to actually teach. Yeah. I, Not actually, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. And when I was going to college to which I, I dual majored in theater and dance. I knew that in the long run, I wanted to become a dance teacher for a community college 
that was like the vision of my future because I loved, I went to a community college. Mm -hmm. It really helped me pay for things. And, and I've met so many people that were, it's such a huge transitional period for a lot of people who go to a community college or it's them going into learning new things that are just locals that are just going to some local classes. And I, I loved that you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are either kind of lost and not sure where to go, wanting to expand on something or are in this like huge transition. Like this is just a huge transition part of their life as to when they're going to then not continue college and go into a career or that they're going to continue college somewhere else or or, or, or there's like so many. And I love that. I love being around people's transition part. I've always loved that, whether it's working with a theater company that's just starting out, whether it's working with a dance weekend, it's their first year or working with people that are trying something new for the first time. So then why did you decide to teach fusion? Mm-mm. Uh, first off, I was invited and that's been the case actually for most of my teaching, honestly, in, in the different, the different things that I've taught over the years, it usually has started because someone in, invited me mm-hmm. and like, Oh, will you do this other thing? And I like this thing that you're doing in front of me right now. And, or we get on or both, I, you know, do you teach this? And, and there's been a number of, Partner dancing for me over the years used to be my outlet. And I kind of wanted to keep it my outlet. I was like, oh, I like, I analyze so many different dance styles, like their body mechanics, their, their aesthetic and their history. I was like, it's kind of nice to show up to one where I have like some general idea of their history and, but I'm not going to train in it. I'm just going to like show up. I'm just going to see people totally make mistakes. I was a shitty follow when I first started. I was following first and I was like really bad at it for like two years. But I was having such a great time. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really care. (laughs) And people kept asking me to dance again. So it really, it must have not pissed them off enough. (laughs) It was like bad, but not bad enough which was kind of great, actually. And I kind of love that I really started partner dancing really as just a dancer. It wasn't to go in and make a career of it. So I very much, because I was that, it was that way for years. And people would ask me and I would say, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I teach for fun sometimes, but I teach these other styles and I'm really more of a, like a full-time performer and choreographer. Like that's, that's my gig. I I just, I just show up and hang out with you all. And then I, (laughs) I don't even, I can't even like go to these workshop weekends because I I can't afford it. And, or I have shows or rehearsals. Like I can't leave town. What? (laughs) But then enough over time. I don't know. You really, I know you can really do this. Like you, yeah. You teach dance. I do. I do. So that happened in blues. That happened mm-hmm. in Lindy Hop. That happened in infusion as well. Mm-hmm. That I was like, ah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's try it. Let's try it. So how would you define fusion dancing? I find that there are three common camps when it comes to to that question. But how would you define it? I know. <laughs> well, the, the trick is, is that I, I find all three camps really valid. Sure. And so that's why I don't, I don't have a big vote. Like is fusion dancing to people that come together and one has one dance background and the other has another dance background. Mm-hmm. And then they dance to a, a song that's neither of those styles Absolutely. Has fusion dancing come up with its own basic over the years and its own moves and vibe? Yes, absolutely. It has. Like we're humans defining as part of being human. That way we can build off of that. Mm-hmm. Or like, like it's the, the classic in order to think outside of the box, you need to have a box. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the third one being of the camp of people who like, don't want to put a definition on fusion and want it to be this spontaneous in the moment without definitions that can be perceived as rules. Right. And I think that's fair as well. I approach fusion Mm -hmm. as opposed to defining what it is. Mm -hmm. I approach fusion with all of my movement background. And so what's nice about that for me is that whatever song is playing, I mean, I might suddenly become a ballet dancer Mm -hmm. (laughs) to which or I might suddenly become a, a dancer where there's not a partner element, but now I have this partner in front of me. And so my definition on how I approach fusion dancing, especially when it comes to lead and follow, is very different than a swing dance or a blues dance. So I would say that something that I enjoy about fusion is I come in with everything that I have and I feel like I can tap into any of it, which is really fun. As someone like with 34 different styles of movement to like mm-hmm. pick out on. And yeah, I'll have my defaults for sure based on what I'm hearing and who's in front of me. But I, I find it a very curious dance. I, I would say I find capoeira as a martial art to be a very curious martial art and dance to, to be in and to play with when you spar with someone. And I I find that without using the word spar with fusion, but when I'm dancing with someone in front of me, I don't need them to know another dance style. Like if they do great, that's what we're working with. If they know 50, that's what we're working with. If they know one, that's what we're working with. If they know none and they just walked in as I've walked into a number of clubs and have danced with unknown number of people, we are working with that. And I, I like that curiosity of it. So whether you have something that you're bringing or whether you just have yourself, that just is so big because you walked up and asked to dance. Is there anything you wish was different about fusion dancing? I don't know that I have a wish that's too different about the dancing as much as the, the judgment that it gets. And also the judgment it has within itself and sometimes the, the assumption of what it means to be a fusion dancer and the assumption of what it means to not. And I mean that from the outside in viewpoint, from the inside out as well. Like I don't, find the the benefit of putting a type of person to do a type of dance i just don't find that helpful and and fusion is not the only dance style that is going to go through this go through that conversation and that that part of history i've definitely talked with some west coast swing dancers who have have talked about a similar progression of going through mm-hmm. or I don't know about progression, but like session of going through when talking about being judged from the outside or being assumed from the inside. What is important to you about fusion dancing? I would say what's important to me about fusion dancing is keeping it open to the what if. I really love that part. I think it's really cool that different cities and different, definitely different cities in different states, but definitely different cities have like a different style of fusion. And sometimes it's in the music that you're listening to. Sometimes it's in the dance style based on who shows up. And I actually really love that. I love that fusion is a little different in different cities or a lot different even sometimes. And something I I think that's really amazing about that is that also kind of taps into like the history of partner dances and just the history of dance. Like what, 
house dancing looks like in Chicago versus Detroit is super different. And what Lindy Hop in its like creation days looked like in San Francisco versus New York was super different and it still is somewhat different today. And so I really kind of love that fusion is tapped into it's different based on where you are for so many reasons. Maybe it's based on the floor that you dance on or the DJ who's DJing or the people who come out that have a common background in some other dance style. And then that affects the whole room because when we come in and we see everyone having a tango influence, that now becomes part of the definition of that night for new people walking in, which is really cool. So I, as much as I, I love that, I do really also love the keeping it a little vague, like keeping it like not get too locked into one way. Cause I think that's also something I, I really like keeping it curious, like adding in another style of music. It doesn't have to be the dominant style throughout the night, but like if you have a dance, if you have a, a city that leans more towards a hip hop style of music or like a heavy bass to then also sometimes throw in something else to just introduce it. And I, I think that's also something that is part of having a voice of a D, as a DJ. Have you heard of Fusion Exchange? Absolutely. <laughs> Credit to Ivy. Mm -hmm. Definitely heard of Fusion Exchange. I have had the honor of teaching at two of those weekends and, and had the pleasure of going there once as a dancer before teaching at the next two. And such a joy. Such a joy. How would you describe it to people who haven't been there? The Fusion Exchange, I would say, had a focus on coming in with a dance style and or learning a dance style while you're there. And it was a it's actually kind of why it was a huge honor to teach the two times that I, I taught there, because the teachers that were invited to teach at this workshop weekend were often like renowned in their field. And I would see this when I would look up other teachers like, oh, I don't know. I don't know so-and-so. Like, Ooh, who are those tango dancers? They're like, they look good. And then I'd look them up and be like, oh, damn. <laughs> they're like, they've got some stuff going on right now. And so to be, it was such an honor to be in that lineup. But it also meant that it, it was such an interesting, like, focal event to bring so many different different styles into one place. I've watched documentaries and, and read books and been in the room for some seminars where different dance style, like different leaders in their scene would come in and have a conversation about their different dance styles and talk about like, oh, well, we have that move, but we call it this. Or like, we have that move too, but we do it a little like this. But seeing what was a crossover and what wasn't. And so it was really interesting to feel like I was part of that kind of event, which was great. Mm -hmm. And then the dancing and all the different rooms with all the different dance styles going on at any given time. So you could like, oh, I feel like doing this right now. You know what I feel like? I feel like trying out this. And it was such a kind of like choose your own adventure mm -hmm. sort of way. And then there would, there would inevitably be, be parts of the evening when dancing that you could go into different rooms. And then there would be like the focal parts of the evening where they'd put on music, where it really invited come with what you got mm -hmm. and let's all see if we can be on a similar wave together and watching that dance floor and being in that dance floor was just you're part of a huge organism of people feeling music and sometimes popping out and sometimes coming back in all together. Like I felt like I was dancing with the floor mm -hmm. and not always just my partner. And I love that as a concept. Do you have any favorite specific memories from fusion exchange or also favorite memories from fusion chancing in general? One of my favorite memories at Fusion Exchange was when David Keough and Milo were playing together and, and they invited me on stage to dance. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like, I didn't face the crowd for the beginning of it because I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> I just want to be in the music mm-hmm. and then I could turn around when I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> and I feel like I got there, but that was such a, it was such an honor to be mm-hmm. invited and that wasn't planned ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask me ahead of time. You know what I mean? That was a big honor. But other, otherwise, I think I don't know that I remember specific dances, but just the general vibe mm-hmm. of the dances. I felt like it was so like dynamic, but soft. Just nice. Mm-hmm. How has dancing helped you? Mm. Dancing helps me every day of my life. It helps change my mood. It helps let me be in the moment of whatever it is happening. It gives me a night out. It gives me a night in. It has me connect with people who I don't know and then have conversations with afterwards. It introduces me to people who I don't know that I would have met otherwise. And it lets me meet them in, in such a life sort of way. Like, I, th- I think that dances, yeah, dances always been, I mean, it has eventually over the years is always been my expression. It has often been part or all of my livelihood, but I, I very much separate the space of when it's the time that it's my livelihood and, and when it's the time that it's my expression. And, and honestly, those, I think those don't overlap as much as people think when, or people could think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause when I'm going out dancing, I'm not dancing with someone thinking about, how they could better their triple step. (laughs) That would be exhausting. (laughs) And really missing the point Mm. and really missing the point. Like going out dancing is, it's so important to me for it to be an interactive space, self-expression space, which is also partially why I really enjoy different dance styles and to be going out into different spaces because there were people that will recognize me as a teacher. And then there's some things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of those things I'm in for because I decided to be a teacher mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's great to actually go out to a space and, and club dance with a friend of mine who I'm, she's going to remain nameless, but I mean, we have the power to bleep things. So. I, know, I, <laughs> yeah. know, I know, I know, I know. Just so you can, you don't have to add the extra load of like. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But I have a, a friend of mine who mm-hmm. I will go out dancing with and it's, it's not that she is the best dancer, but she is so aggressively present mm-hmm. when she dances and, and she's not by a definition, a good dancer, even like screw great. It's not good, you know what I mean? <laughs> but she is so into what she's doing. And I would physically show you, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be helpful in the long run. <laughs> she is so into what she's doing that everyone around her starts feeling like they can dance too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, if that one's getting into <laughs> it like that, I can at least sway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 it's really great for me too. Because then I'm just out jumping around with a friend and it kind of breaks up a little bit of, it shakes off some of the, I'm going to dance and be like, oh no, sometimes I'm just going to (laughs) dance. And I, I value this friend greatly Mm -hmm. for what she offers me in this regard. (laughs) And I've told her she knows. Yeah. Yeah. How has dancing changed you? In so many ways, because because part of training in so many different styles and being introduced to so many different cultures because of it really widens my viewpoint on not just dance, 
but just so many things in life, in history, in acceptance and what to accept and what not to. Definitions of things and how loose that is. Yeah, dance is definitely, because of what happens in it and around it, has, has very much become a part of not just how I move, but also probably also how I gesture as I gesture in this moment, (laughs) (laughs) but how I talk, I would even safely say that it affects my politics. It affects my, the way I lay out my home, like every element of, of, of who I would say that I am and how I would identify has would probably very much have a connection to dance mm-hmm. once talking about each one of those things. Mm-hmm. Have you practiced any martial arts? Absolutely. I've practiced two. One I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. being capoeira and another one being Aikido. Mm. I had two men's days in, in San Diego, men's day Palo and at like Ocean Beach, capoeira. Mm. And Ooh, no, Mission Beach, Mission Beach. Sorry about that. No, not to Ocean Beach. <laughs> Just and Sensei Cats in San Diego. Mm-hmm. All of these martial arts being in San Diego. Yeah. What do you find similar between dance and martial arts? I would say what I find what I find similar between dance and martial arts, one is the concept of flow. And I think that just goes along with movement. Capoeira mm-hmm. and and Aikido both being part of the 34 different styles of movement. That's mm-hmm. why I say movement, not necessarily dance, even though capoeira is a martial art to and a dance, yeah. dance historically. Mm-hmm. But I would say like the concept of flow for sure. Although my my sensei was not very crazy about me taking capoeira when I started because <laughs> he felt like it changed my Aikido. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you so circular now? <laughs> you have no endpoints anymore. You now like keep making circles. And that's like, oh, mm-hmm. right, cross training. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say the concept of flow, the concept of negative space, and this is also a bit of who I trained with. Mm-hmm. And and I would say also the concept of getting in the way and out of the way mm-hmm. of another body. Has martial arts improved your dancing? I would say so, but I would I would say any movement style and or rhythm or music that I'm learning is going to improve my dancing. But I, I would say specifically any movement style that I learn will definitely improve my dancing. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say that they did. But are there effects or improvements that only martial arts can provide that, right? Because you could learn every dance on the planet. Right. But if you never took any martial arts, do you feel like there's something unique to be brought to your movement practice? I would say that something for me, Aikido, Aikido really gave me groundedness. And it was one of the movement styles that literally gave me grounding. Mm-hmm. Like various styles of West African movement gave me that various styles of modern gave me that and Aikido specifically gave me grounding. Mm-hmm. I had a, a hip hop teacher that I trained with, uh, David Jones in, in NorCal. And then when I went to SoCal for university, and then when I came back up and was like taking his classes again, he was like, Hey, you like, you can do it now. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you don't look like a ballet dancer trying to do hip hop anymore. What, what, like, what got you low? And I was like, oh man, whoa, I don't, I don't know. And this is really funny. And this is like a funny compliment. He <laughs> <laughs> was totally right. Oh my gosh, was he totally right? But it made me think about that, honestly. And I, I would definitely credit of grounding. Grounding was one thing that I got from Aikido. And then just like grounding myself because there was so much, there was so much sensei cats gave me through movement, but then also through, it was almost like some theory of life within movement. And, and I think that I've benefited from that 
greatly. So I would say that physically wise, it gave me grounding and importance of step because you were only allowed to take like three steps to complete a whole movement. And if you took more than that, you could be taken off your balance uh-huh. even. And so I think importance of step and grounding is what I would get from Aikido and Capoeira gave me such a fun, like curiosity and so much play. And, and again, this is credit to the men's studies I work with that I, that I trained with. And so playfulness, curiosity, and use of like finding negative space almost as, and, and I, I mean, this is if like oil going in water mm-hmm. and it's like the water moved out of the way when mm-hmm. the oil came in and that, that kind of finding negative mm-hmm. space, as opposed to seeing where it is and then putting your, like putting your hand in mm-hmm. that hole. It's like knowing that as you go in this direction, the hole will be made. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something I got from, from Capoeira. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes a great fusion DJ? Something I think that makes a great fusion DJ partially is having a voice. I think that, I mean, I could, I could say that of DJing Mm -hmm. just in general, having a voice. It doesn't mean you have to have a certain, doesn't mean you need to specialize in a style. Although I, I do, I do welcome that as well because then you can really like, you can really get into something, you know, and if you know so much about something, like it's great to then just have all the variety within that thing. But I think having a voice, which is a, a tricky concept. And another thing I would find really important about, you said what's important. What makes a great fusion DJ? What makes a great one. <laughs> so one is, one is having a style or having a voice or having a voice. Having a voice. Mm-hmm. So Things that make a great fusion DJ having to me, mm-hmm. having a, a voice, I want to say caring for the floor. And that gets a little bit into, uh, not just tempos, mm-hmm. but also content. If I play too many songs in a row that are, they're depressing songs, <laughs> like just straight up mm-hmm. about mourning and loss. And, mm-hmm. and there are songs like that, that, that really invite you to be in that space. And, but if I play an hour of this, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm caring for the floor unless that was the intention mm-hmm. and, or I had said something ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a set of this style maybe even in honor of someone like there's beautiful reasons to be doing mm-hmm. certain things, but I would say caring for the floor, knowing that when, when you bring people in a direction to also invite them to come out of it and how you do that gets into your voice. Right. So having a voice caring for the floor and, and something that I, I enjoy, as I've mentioned earlier is embracing the what if I wonder if this will work mm-hmm. oh look it didn't <laughs> I wonder if this will work oh wow didn't expect that one to go so well what on earth am I gonna play next <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean so I think embracing the what if caring for the floor and having a voice mm-hmm. what's a song you can't stop dancing to lately I'm gonna answer you that later mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember your first favorite fusion song? I don't, I don't think I remember my first favorite. Or the earliest one you can remember. Yeah. And it could be a song that's not necessarily fusion that you heard at a fusion, or it could be something that a lot of what we DJ is not necessarily fit into a specific genre, but right. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely, I'll call them dated mm-hmm. songs that are like <laughs> from back in the day Yeah, that you can still as a DJ play today, but yeah. now people haven't heard them in so long. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to think about that. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm going to answer the specific <laughs> song ones mm -hmm. in a minute when I take a break. Yeah. What were some of your favorite regular or annual events? Fusion Exchange, for sure. Mm -hmm. I loved going to Shades of Blues. Such a good night. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's shifted over the years. And it's definitely had like high times and low times and high times and low times. But still a lovely, lovely dance to come back to. Mm -hmm. There's so many more that I I definitely had like good times with, but I would say those ones Shades was because it was my local dance mm -hmm. at the time. So I didn't really have like a comparison. There were multiple dances at that time when I was when I was going to a called fusion dance. And as far as like bigger events and weekends. I did enjoy, actually, I would say like the two that would really get me a lot and they're like huge classics. One would be Fusion Exchange, as I mentioned with Ivy. And then another would be, I don't know exactly, there's been so, <laughs> ran so many different ones, but it would be with Justin's events. and, and Justin Riley. Justin Riley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And from early on, mm -hmm. some of his like early on events when you're, You've set up your tent mm -hmm. and that's where you're sleeping that night. Mm -hmm. And you come out and and you go to these different spaces and and dance and hear live music and or live mixed music. And I love both of those, both of those spaces for very different reasons, mm -hmm. totally different vibe events. But I loved what people brought to the space and not that they were flawless mm -hmm. neither of them were <laughs> nothing is mm -hmm. and and i think it's you know it's it's nice to always look to get better and that is that's like always an ultimate goal i would say those ones like maybe stood out the most to me mm -hmm. yeah is there anything else you'd like to share about fusion dancing I think something that I would like to share about, I'll, I'll share probably two things. Mm -hmm. One is that it's, if fusion is, is a, a combination of two people or more or one, mm -hmm. and is a combination of what we hear, what we know, what we don't know, then it's happening all the time, mm -hmm. like by some of these definitions, because you'll, you'll find, I find that I'll meet people who come into a fusion dance floor who have no partner dancing background. And now they're going to dance with someone to a song that they maybe know, or maybe don't know. And, and that happens at every club I go mm -hmm. to. And I, I think that it's such a, I think sometimes the, the pressure that gets put on walking into a dance and the expectation of the person in front of you becomes pressure and then it becomes judgment. But that wasn't the point. If that was the point, then if that was the point to have an expectation of someone having a background in something, then that would also be part of the asking, Hey, would you like to dance? Do you want to lead follower switch? What, what dance backgrounds do you have? Have you partner danced before? Bum, bum, bum. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's try this. Like that would be part of the asking because then you would know what you're playing with, but it's not part of the asking. Yeah. So which means you are working with what's in front of you. And, and I think that that's something to remember about going onto a fusion dance floor. Would you agree that as fusion dancers, we ask all those non-verbally in the dance? No. No? No. It can happen. Mm. I agree that it can happen, but I would not say that I am asking someone if they swing dance with my dance. Mm. I would not say that I'm asking someone if they blues dance. 
I am doing those dances mm-hmm. and, but I'm not, they don't have to do that dance with me. And also just because the person in front of me is dancing a dance that mm-hmm. I know it doesn't mean that I'm going to do that dance oh, yes. in that moment. Yeah. And so I think that comes out, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that I would say that it's asked. Interesting. Yeah. I would say that it's shared. But yeah, I don't know that I would say that it's asked. And like, it can be, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to dance and get feedback and whatnot from, oh, I see you just did a rock step. You've probably done some, some swing dancing before. Oh, I just saw you do a fishtail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or like, oh, you're pulsing a lot. You've done some pulse mm-hmm. dance before. So like, yes, that happens. But I don't know if I'm asking as, as much as observing. Mm-hmm. But that might just be a semantic. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that I'm, cause I, I've definitely gone to a fusion dance recently where mm-hmm. melting pot in here in New York city. Mm-hmm. And I was dancing with someone who clearly had done some Lindy hop before. Mm-hmm. And, and also based on the progression of the dance or like the, yeah, based on the progression of the dance, this was probably their, their go-to style. Right. Whether they had more or not, I have no idea. I didn't ask. But they were mostly dancing Lindy Hop throughout that entire dance. And that's what they felt. It was either what they had and or what they felt like worked with the song. Where I was dancing with them and I was going through many different styles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I was doing Lindy Hop with them. Mm -hmm. And, And sometimes I wasn't. But I wasn't. I didn't feel like they were asking me, mm. you know what I mean? Although there was definitely some surprises of like, there's definitely some vocal, oh, <laughs> going yeah. on. I'm like, welcome to a fusion dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would say non-verbally, yes, I agree with you that we, we're collecting things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seeing shares of what the, what the person may know. But if I then assume that they know it, and then kind of go into this secret handshake of that dance. Mm-hmm. It could not work. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, right, and this kind of gets into when I've discussed DJing with other DJs, right? We, me and some of my other fellow, like, favorite DJs approach it very differently. Yeah. In philosophy and, and structure. So, so as a lead infusion, at least for me, when I'm dancing with somebody new, there's a early phase where I'm kind of like, eh? Like, uh, is this something you're tuned to or, or giving them space so I can see what they're getting out of the music or as like my favorite way for switch to happen is non-verbally, which takes practice and rapport and, and, and right. But there is a little bit of a, like, can I lead for a little bit? Would you like to follow for a little bit? Right. Like, so that's where I was like, kind of curious, like for you, it sounds like that doesn't really happen, at least not in the same way, but for me, it is a very crystal like, and to be clear, I don't have proper training in almost any dance style, but mm. there is a little bit yeah, of like, yeah, yeah, or, or, or like formal, like even with, with dips. Right. So like you do a little, like, eh? like a little like hop or something small to see, like, are you okay with this? Are you open to this? Mm-hmm. So at least for me, leading is a lot of asking questions non-verbally and seeing what kind of response I get. And it could be, Hey, what's two plus two chair. And okay, we'll, we'll go into the furniture store now. <laughs> like, yeah. which is, so it's not, so I guess to clarify, like, it's not like, do you Lindy hop? Okay. Now we're Lindy hopping, but at least, it, but it is like, you know, it's all the, the mental structures each of us develop to do this thing we call fusion dancing because it's so open, right? There's many ways to get to it. Abstractly. I yes. agree with you. Okay. Dance styles. I don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So abstractly, yes. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to start adding some rotation into the dance, mm-hmm. be it from the follows side mm-hmm. or from the lead side or from a side, mm-hmm. seeing how this person responds to that is then going to, mm-hmm. okay, that worked. Oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm going to try it twice. See if it was just like a miss the first time. Yeah. Nope. Wasn't a miss wasn't going to happen. We're not going to do something new. Yeah. So absolutely. But I I think that's also just how you dance with a person. Mm -hmm. So I would agree with that, that that definitely happens on the fusion dance floor Mm -hmm. on 
what elements of movement work Mm -hmm. and, and on probably even sometimes a subconscious level, Mm -hmm. like sometimes conscious, but sometimes subconscious Yeah. or like, well, we just did a turn and you loved that. Mm -hmm. Let's do more of that. You (laughs) know what I mean? And, but that, I mean, I could say that for my blues dances and my, Mm-hmm. various swing dances as well yeah is that oh look rotation's really good in this partnership right yes yeah let's play with that well that, and that right that was that was one of the arguments a long time ago i heard with fusion is is fusion is just good dancing mm. ideally is like fusion dancing really is just taking the list of what makes great dancing mm. and just doing those mm. is is one of the yeah arguments yeah 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 but then I, mm-hmm. I think that it can, that limits a bit of who gets to do it. Like, do then just good dancers get to do it? Mm, I don't think so, because I, I, I agree with the philosophy that you're not a top dancer if you can't dance with the beginners. I agree with that completely. Right. Yeah. So that's where it's, it's not that only good dancers get to dance, but that you need, you need a certain percentage of people in the room i kind of talk about like there's this perfect bell curve of any fusion night where you've got like a pocket of like the really top dancers and then you've got some beginners and you get a bunch of intermediates right Mm -hmm. and the the top dancers can dance with each other they also can be the ones who bring in the beginners because a lot of intermediate like if i'm a brand new lead and at least this is anecdotal, right? But like my experience of intermediate dancers that are follows in a lot of different communities, not just fusion is they're constantly trying to guess or like figure out it's more of an issue in like other communities because they're, they've been taught moves, right? Mm -hmm. So they're trying to guess the move instead of just following or, or interpreting. Just dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So at least that, that would be my, counter argument towards oh if it's good dancing then only good dancers get to dance yeah because i i I also don't Mm -hmm. agree with that Mm -hmm. i think that when it comes to but i think it's just a matter of the more you know the more you get to play with yes right and the less you know the less you get to play with Mm -hmm. it's why it's why we get to talk about such interesting things Mm -hmm. when we finally get to really learn a language yeah be it spoken or dance Mm -hmm. and and we don't know that much yet. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I guess I think of it more in, in that regard of the more experience you have in your body, the more breadth and depth mm. you're going to get to. Yeah. And, and that definitely can be said of, I mean, that can be said of any dance style, definitely mm-hmm. a fusion as well. Yeah. So on that regard, for sure. I do agree with that, like on average in a given night, that bell curve that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I do agree that that's totally a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and if you really hit a good vibe in the room, people actually are dancing with everybody yes. and are not limiting who they're dancing yeah. with. And that is honestly, that can be a credit to the DJ, mm-hmm. that vibe that can be a credit to whoever was teaching mm-hmm. that night. And that definitely obviously can be a credit to the organizer yeah. because they're, as far as I can say, I have so much value for people who organize because most of them are volunteering a yeah. large percentage of their time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they're the parents of the scene. Yeah, They choose who teaches, they mm-hmm. choose who DJs. And it's why, it's why trust in an organizer is so important. Mm-hmm. And once there's a question in trust, it's not that you can't be part of the scene, Yeah. but if I'm questioning you as a parent, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to keep, to stay yeah. in that, in that role, mm-hmm. in that role. So, but yeah, I think that that ideal is that bell curve becomes a, just a mass of people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great Mm -hmm. because then people don't get limited. Don't feel limited. They don't feel like they're limiting someone, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Oh, I highly, I highly agree that Mm -hmm. a sign of a, of a seasoned dancer is they can dance with anybody Mm -hmm. and not down their dance or not simplify their dance, Mm -hmm. but just feel like they are dancing 
and not like over show off either. Yeah. Like <laughs> just feel like they are dancing with the person in front of them mm -hmm. and there's no like limit. It's just accepting what's happening in the moment yeah. and, and, and still feel like they're dancing as much as the person in front of them is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's kind of why there was a, a dance I had once where I was, I was teaching a local weekly dance. It was out of town for me mm -hmm. and, and I was going to be DJing the second like the second DJ slot of that night. And so I'd already taught the other DJ had been, I'm, I'm there social dancing and, and I'm dancing with people I know and people I don't know and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, the announcement of like, okay, next up we've got, you know, Jenny Sadden visiting from New York city. Mm -hmm. And, and I start DJing. And then one of the people that I had danced with came up to me and said, Oh my gosh, I didn't recognize you. I thought you were new to the dance and, and I, I just had a really simple dance with you because I didn't know who you were. I'd love to dance with you again. <laughs> I sat there. I think I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, cool. Well, we're not going to dance right now. Yeah. But it does sound like you made an assumption <laughs> yeah. and and you were wrong, mm -hmm. but it was just because you didn't recognize my face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to recognize my face to yeah. have a lovely dance with me. Yeah. I, it's like, I almost would rather you don't and <laughs> we can just dance yeah. without like, oh, I know what she can do. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean? that can get, that can get all over the place. But, but I said, I'd love to have another dance with you, but maybe not right now with this information, but yeah. in like two or three songs, mm -hmm. I'll find a, I'll find a break and yeah. have a couple songs laid out at a time. And I'd love to dance with you again. Mm -hmm. And, and we did. Yeah. And we've, we've pieced since then. <laughs> and like, there was, an, I don't like, yeah. I've talked to this person and asked with the person now multiple times, mm -hmm. but that example is huge. Yeah. That example is huge. Cause you could, you could have someone who just walks in and you have no idea that they're an amazing bachata dancer. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if you just assume it, Ooh, you're just limiting it. So yeah. I, I agree. It comes back to this idea mm -hmm. of finding things out in mm -hmm. dance. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of playing with the thing, but also offering the thing mm -hmm. I think is really great on both sides and in different ways. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I definitely am from the beginning of partner dancing to now. Every time I dance with somebody new, I'll like the first few times I dance with them. I'm just like, let's see where we can go. Anything you got, anything I got, anything the song is giving us, let's just, let's just go for it and see what, right. And some people want to go crazy and some people want to right? and like, Chill. yeah, like, Hey, let's micro. I'm like, okay, totally down. Yeah, right? absolutely. If they keep bringing me into close embrace. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. But I think that's part of I think that's part of the what if and the curiosity. Yeah, yeah. That's just so great about just partner dancing, mm -hmm. basically. About dancing with another person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that vibe. Honestly, like I am a happy solo dancer. It's most of the like most of my training in my life has mm -hmm. been with various dances where you dance on your own. And so coming into partner dancing, mm -hmm. I mean, it's part of why I was a really sh shitty at following for like <laughs> two years. So yeah. I was like, I can dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, you want to lead me in a turn? Great. I'll do a double pirouette and be back <laughs> on the beat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it was super fun, but, but it, it really, it took me some time to really get into, into that, the conversation within mm -hmm. connection with, whether it being lead or follow or a switch moment or the moment where you're not sure which one mm -hmm. came up with the idea. Yeah. So who, cause there's yeah. also like, there's leading and following as, as most people like the inviting and the. Yeah. Invite response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And responding to what the invitation is. Mm -hmm. But then there's also leading the idea and following the idea 
And that's not necessarily like that can come from anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that the connection part on a physical level, it was when I finally got into like that groove was amazing. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can feel where you're going. I can feel where you're going before you take that step. I can feel that we are about, you're about to invite some sort of turn, mm-hmm. which means I get to kind of decide real early what's going to happen on that. Yeah. Like, Oh, connection is just out of this world. But then also the who's leading the idea. Mm-hmm. I think that part is also an amazing part of the conversation because anyone can offer an idea in a partner dance and and anyone can say yes or no, mm-hmm. but that that creative into it, I, I find like when that starts to become part of the dance and it's not just I'm leading the thing and I'm following the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it becomes like so much weight yeah. leads perspective mm-hmm. so often. Yes. And, and then it's so much, am I doing it right on the follows perspective? So when, when we get past, like this happens at different, sometimes it happens really early on with people. And sometimes it happens like days, weeks, years on It's like your progression of your dance is always a very unique individual choice. I think at any moment, like every single person walking into a, a social dance is advanced in something and beginner in something else. It's just a matter of what the average of those is and what the scene, whatever given scene finds to be more or less valuable. Mm-hmm. Cause someone can walk in and have like incredible musicality because they know the music, like they are in the music. They listen to it all the time. It is part of their culture and, and then they're dancing, but they don't know the moves and they don't know connection and they don't know, but they know when that break's going to hit. And they know when that solo is ending and they know that even within that solo, it makes sense that that instrument's now going to go low Mm -hmm. suddenly before the end of the phrase. And they just know it, you know, that person is amazing to dance with, even though they don't know the move, Mm -hmm. but they're amazing to dance with because they're so advanced on that, on that level. Anyways, but trying to revel back (laughs) yeah i think that when you get into into the partner dance in the part of accepting ideas from each other i think it takes off the pressure from the leads perspective of keeping the dance entertaining and i think it also takes off the pressure from the follows perspective of am i doing it right Mm -hmm. And then we we get into the ideas, the thing that we're sharing back and forth, yeah. as opposed to the body mechanic alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, at least on this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on this Tuesday, but yeah, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Thanks for making the time and thanks for sharing. As I've been honored in so many ways, in so many different ways, I'm also honored for the, uh, for the invitation to ask. Mm -hmm. Thanks.